And we're back from hiatus. The Flyers have the seventh overall pick officially. Let's talk about it all right now. This is the Orange and Back Check Podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. It is episode 150 of Orange and Back Check. Thank you so much for listening. We are glad you are with us. How are you feeling? The Flyers officially have the seventh seventh overall pick. The Chicago Blackhawks have won the NHL draft lottery, teeing them up easily for Connor Bedard from one generational talent to the next. Man, I like if you don't believe in coincidences, I don't know what to call this. Scott, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling like this. Really? I hate that goal song. That's how I'm feeling. I think it's great. I think it's great. I Look, I've been saying this all along. I think it is great that, look, he didn't end up in the Eastern Conference. But I'm okay with Chicago because it's close to the Eastern Conference. I mean, but it also. Yeah, but it's not the Eastern Conference. Yeah, but okay. Yes, I agree with you. It's not Anaheim, though. So someone can actually watch the games at eight o'clock at night at a seven o'clock start because they're going to. It's an hour time difference in Chicago, but the good thing is, is that now in the Midwest you're going to have a big star more often in cities like Nashville, St. Louis, Minnesota, Winnipeg, like those where they don't get big stars like that all the time. It's a really good draw for a generational talent, and I I, I love the fact that of all the teams that could have gotten it. It's not a California team. It's Chicago. It's an original six franchise. It's a big, big draw for a market. And that's, I think it's great for the league. I really think overall it's a, one of the best case scenarios for the league. I don't know. Like, it just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Like, I would have preferred them to just go to a team that, like, for a lack of a better phrase, deserved it. Like, Anaheim's been bad for years. Philly has been bad for years. Columbus has been meh for a couple of years now. Like, I don't know. I, I just, for a team like Chicago that has had all that success in the early, in the mid 2000s, the 2010s, whatever you want to call it, and then they just lost Patrick Kane to the to the Rangers. They traded him off. They shipped him off. You're about to lose Taves. It all seems likely, and now you just like it seems so easy for like what has Chicago done other than being an original six to deserve this kind of. Uh, convenience success i don't know what to call it they tanked yeah like i i don't know and that leads to a bigger conversation of like is is it worth having the nhl draft which uh for us here in philly if you're a follower of basketball that puts a you in a rock and a hard place because in one aspect you needed that to happen because then the sixers are where they are and you're you're not actively tanking as philadelphia as the flyers were um but I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I'm just hypocritical when, as I sit, say it out loud. Let, let, here's the thing. The last time the Blackhawks won a Stanley Cup was in 2015, eight years ago. That's also the last time they've won a round. 
I'm sorry. They uh, yeah they uh, they lost yeah they lost they they lost a they lost a round. They they have not they have not won a playoff round. I'm not counting the COVID year. They have not won the play. They've missed the playoffs five out of the last six years and haven't won a playoff round since they won the cup in 2015. And think about it this way too. It's not like they were just yes they won three Stanley Cups in six years. Okay, five years. But it's really weird too. I like they won the cup. They back to back years where they didn't win a round. Won the cup. Lost the conference final, then won the cup. The dynasty was really like 2013 and 2015, if you're looking at it that way. But they haven't done anything in eight years. And you're talking about a major market. So, like, yes, while Caves, uh, Kane and Taves were a part of the, yeah, Freudian slip there. Um, while Kane and Taves were a part of that franchise, and they had big players like Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, Corey Crawford was a big player and goal for them. The Oilers just also went up one nothing. This is yes, great. Yes, they see. did. Yeah. Wow. Um, and um, the the idea was though is that they they still haven't done enough as a franchise to really get back to where they were in in that in that mid twenty ten and since twenty ten. This this gets them on that path. Now it's I I can see this going like the way that Connor McDavid's career has gone so far, where they had to build and build and build and get a lot of young talent, a lot of that, and it's going to be a while before he before he's big. But the fact that you now have an original six in one of the top hockey markets in in in, in the NHL, you have a generational talent there, a player that'll be there for the next eighteen years, more than likely. So. You know, you hope anyway. You hope we got forbid any injury like that or anything, but you hope. So that that's I think it's huge. I think it's absolutely huge, and I'm I'm really happy. It, 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 I don't encourage tanking, but you know what? Chicago was like, you know what? This is our one chance to do this. We got to rebuild anyway. Let's sell everything off, get what we can, and rebuild it from. They're doing it the right way. Can't can't knock them. They're doing I mean, it the right the way. System. It paid off for them. Yeah, I mean, they're playing the system. They're they're dealing the the. The car, they're playing with the cards that they're dealt in how the NHL is structured. Um, and that actually just leads to, if you're a Flyers fan, you should be kind of pissed off they didn't really lean into the tanking. Like, they kind of, like, fought it. They kind of were like, no, we think we're a contender. We think we can make the playoffs. Like, the famous, uh, the last words of Chuck Fletcher, like, we're only eight points out, like, even maybe ten points out. Like, something ridiculous. Of, of a playoff spot before like completely realizing the, the not just the team's uh, chances of making the playoffs were over, but his career was over here in Philadelphia. I, like you lead into it, man. If you think that you can get it from Connor Bedard, if you think you can get them, you lean into it and they didn't. And now they're going to, they'll end up with a nice player, but I doubt he's going to be playing next season. So what, how did you expect the Flyers to be worse this year? I mean, how, let's let's talk about it. Let, let, let's legitimately break this down. We, we've talked a million times about this team, and we have different views on it, which is a great thing. I think they're a lot closer than you think. Inside that locker room, they think they're a lot closer than they think. Vegas just also tied it at one. This is great hockey so far. Um, you know, the idea, though, that of leaning into the tank is that the only reason the Flyers were in this place in the first place is because they have players under contract who are injured, like Sean Couturier, Cam Atkinson. You know, it, that that's a big part of what they have. So let take a step back. If you, you lean in the tank, what are you going to do? Hey, let's have a complete fire sale and screw ourselves out for years down the line when we might yes. actually be closer than we think no. we are? Because you don't Like, I love how- Conor Bedard more than anything else, but at the same time, too, yeah, I mean, the reality is, is that it, it, it's not they're not in terrible shape. 
but you don't know what they are. Like, and it's not just because Coots and and, and 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 these other players got hurt. It's because you had these players on your team and you still couldn't get it done under, albeit a different head coach, but it remained the same. You didn't really change the talent on this team. The biggest acquisition you had last offseason, like we talked about, was uh, uh, was John Tortorella. And that is not enticing enough to retain talent. Like if you're just bringing in a coach to because he's a big name or like has success, like fine. But you also have to realize like the talent isn't there either, no matter what you think. Like I, and let alone the back injuries of 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 of, of Couturier. You don't know what you have with him. So, I, like, I, I get it. I get I, it. It's just one of those it. things where you should have leaned into it. At the end of it, at the end of it, you lean into this and you get a generational talent. Even if it's not Bedard, you could still get have gotten Adam Fintelli from Michigan. You got you got Claude Giroux with like the twenty something pick. You got you got Jeff Carter with the tenth. You got Mike Richards with the twentieth. It's happened before. You can get players later in the draft like that. Like, you know, Captain, you know. Captain Chuck complacency, you know, it, it, it he <laughs> was good, good nickname. It was pretty good, right? It was, uh, you know, he was he he did try to add little pieces to that. You know, they didn't foresee. Well, yeah, they knew, but they didn't. Nobody really foresaw that Kateri would miss almost two years. They didn't expect to have Cam Atkinson make a miss almost an entire year. You know, this the idea that Connor Bedard would come in here and be the savior of everything isn't quite true because you can always reference the Eric Lindros era in this city for what could it could be. I mean, Lindros came in here was a phenom, but took him a couple years to get to the playoffs and they got close. They got to a final 97 and then a couple concussions and a collapse lung later. And he's in a range. Would you trade that, that sustained uh, stint of success for what you have right now? Would you carry that excitement? For those six years, say, for your entire f- yeah, exactly. That face says it all because yeah. you would. Every Flyers fan like you would trade that because even if you don't win the cup, you still are watching them in, in fucking April, yeah, and in May, and yeah. in June, yeah. and that's what matters. Agreed, agreed, agreed. You know, <clears throat> I mean, it could be worse. We we could be Leafs fans. We really oh, could yeah. be that. I, 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 what are we, 10 minutes in, 11 minutes in? <laughs> it's shocking that we got to this point before you brought up the Leafs. And I know, like, listen, Flyers fans know well all this is series is not over. But this series is over. This, the, like, Florida is flying high because they beat literally the best team in NHL history. In the first round. Yeah, who only played seven more games than the Flyers, by the way. So if you want to talk about playoffs, yeah, the <laughs> Burns didn't make it that deep in the April either. It's a good line. They it played is, two it, more weeks. That's it. it. it, it at they the played end of the two day. more weeks. And they had no chance of Connor Bedard. Absolutely no, none. No, no, <laughs> no. Like, how crazy is that? But that's the thing. Like, this is what you got to understand, dude. Like, you want to talk about these teams that, wow, like nobody can stop Boston. Well, you know what? A team came in and stopped Boston dead in their tracks. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. What that got me to, and this actually where I kind of lean into what you're thinking is, is this team's not that far off. Because all they got to do is get the fuck in. I've been saying 
that and for that's all you years now. I've time. been saying that for 150 <laughs> fucking episodes, Bill. I've been saying it for 150 fucking get, episodes. I mean, it's, it's obvious. Like that's that's a mantra that has been the the NHL playoffs forever. Like get win and get in, and anything can happen. But you don't believe it until your team is in it, basically. Like, look at 2010. The Flyers were the seventh seed. You had no idea what to expect. And then they pull off a miraculous run. Some things broke their way. The top seeds are eliminated. Obviously, the two seed at that time. Um, I it, it just It's one of those things where anything can happen. Teams could f- start feeling themselves. They have the President's Trophy curse, which is 100% a thing. Like, it's just, you win and get in. And... But unfortunately, back to the point of why I think you still should have tanked this year is Connor Bedard is an immediate impact. Not a big one, but a, an immediate impact. And he's playing in the NHL next year. Fair. Next year, the player that the Flyers are projected to get in Oliver Moore, he's not playing next season for the Flyers. Uh, three years out. Three years he's, out. He's playing in Minnesota next year. So, okay. like, so is Cutter Gauthier. Let's yeah. think of that at that point. Which is, a, okay, That well, he's up in Boston. Yeah, but still, Connor Gauthier is playing in college. I see, college okay, I'm sorry. That's I thought you point. were conflating that they were te- no, going to no, be no, teammates. No, no, no. Would have been even better if they were teammates, like if that, that was possible. A little chemistry there, yeah. But, yeah, but I see your point, but no one knew who Connor Gauthier was until you heard his name drafted by the Flyers. Everyone listening to this podcast knows who Connor Bedard is. And yeah. you don't have him. He's okay. going to Chicago. And there's a lot of players that you never knew drafts of that are half the players in the NHL because they turn over like yesterday's underwear. So, <laughs> like, look, not to backtrack, but I see your point. I, I see your point. Yes, it adds now. But I'm a bigger believer of get in. You have enough talent to get in and anything can happen. There, there's a lot of precedence for this. I mean, Look at the 93-94 Detroit Red Wings. You know, they had a really good record. They were first in their division. They came in and played San Jose. It was their third year in existence. And they lost in seven games. Okay? Let's take a look at the, what the Flyers are a great example in 2010. Like, they come in and they beat the second seed New Jersey Devils in five, come down 3-0 against Boston, and then went up losing the Stanley Cup. Okay? Look at the 2014 uh, what's it called? The 2014 Los Angeles Kings. They were down three nothing to San Jose. Came back to win that series. The point I'm trying to make: at the 20, the 2019 Columbus Blue Jackets swept the President's Trophy, Tampa Bay Lightning that year. Like the and then the, the biggest, probably the biggest upset in history in the National Hockey League this year was the Florida Panthers coming in. Being down three, I think the most impressive fact is that people forget that they were down three one in the series, and then game five went to overtime. Yeah, I didn't even realize this until it was noted. Like someone reminded me, I'm like, oh my god! Like Boston clearly just like thought they could coast on through, started feeling themselves, and then as soon as they lost, that was it. I disagree. I don't think it was Boston coasting. There's two factors that go into it. So one of them. Um, you know, when you are, when your back's against the wall, you play a specific way, you become desperate. You're just, you get that adrenaline going, like you have to score here. You have to score here and think about how Florida came back. Florida was outside of the playoff picture the last two weeks into the season, like the last two weeks of the season, they were out of the playoffs 
and then Alex Lyons stepped in and started taking over and they won on a tear and they started winning games. I mean, I was at the one of the games that Alex Lyon played in. I'm like, this he's got awful. And then he all of a sudden goes on. I'm like, wait, he's the best in the league right now. What the hell is going on here? So with all that being said, they get in a tear, they get in. So they already are playing technically in playoff mode. You're running into the playoffs already with momentum. Boston goes in knowing how good they are. <laughs> they get some bounces in game one, game two. They, they lose game two, but wind up winning game one, game three, and game four. You get to game five. Now, I have a team that's been desperate and has been fighting for a few weeks <coughs> just to get where they're at. Has their season on the line. And they score in overtime. And you know what the crazy thing was? I'm, I'm sitting there watching that game when when when, Brady, when uh, Matthew Kachuk scored in overtime. And I just watched. You saw the celebration. I'm like, man, like you can really feel it. Like that really is going to get this team going. Like, And then like in game six, like at the very last second, Bobrovsky makes the save with like two seconds on the clock. The puck is sitting there. And then they clear it out and get the empty netter. Like it, it, it's unbelievable. Those things just start going away. And then all of a sudden, you're you're in the head. You're in the head a little bit because you're playing so hard. You're playing desperate. You're up 3-2 with a minute left. You got to close out that series, and they didn't do it. And I think the bigger mistake they did, honestly, Boston did, was starting Jeremy Swayman a, a game too late. The reason why is they relied too much on um, Linus Allmark when they were flipping starts back and forth, him and Swayman pretty much every other, every game. And then towards the end of the season, they wrote him too much and they ran him down. Starting Swayman in game six could have been different for Boston, but they didn't. They started him in game seven and a bang, bang play puck sums up in the net. And the next thing you know, you're just, it's completely stunning, but that gives such a momentum to another team like the Panthers, who, if you ask me now, I think they're the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup. I, mean, I completely agree. I'm curious just, what Money Puck has, and I'm sure they're uh, at the top, if not. They, they've the got to be. They've won six in a row. Like yeah. They've won six games. You're just running that much momentum. And I'll, I'll say this, too, because we got to touch on my favorite team ever. You know, the team I just love. The color that's behind me right now, I'm ironically, all that. But, but I, I know you're going to go, ironically, Edmonton at 23.9 has the top has the top chance to win the, uh, win the Cup. Florida in second. Or excuse me, third at twenty point four, Carolina in between both Edmonton and uh, Florida at twenty one point three. So, I I would I would be fine with both, all all of those three. I think, especially if Edmonton wins tonight against Vegas. Well, that series is one one right now. Let's let's talk about the playoffs here a little bit before we get in my favorite team. Let's talk about what's going on in the league. I, Not I, all he's all one and the same at this point. Well, here's like Edmonton and Vegas. It's going to be a good series. You know, they're in game three tonight. You say that Edmonton's got the best chance to win the cup. I don't know if Edmonton can even get out of the series. It really comes down to Vegas' goaltending and Laurent Brossois. And if Brossois can't you know, really keep his game up like he had in the first round, that's going to be a problem for them. I think that Vegas overall is really good. A really good conference final would be Vegas and Seattle because Dallas is struggling right now. Jake Ottinger has had games where he's dominated, and he has games where he gets beat for five goals in one period like he did last night. So, but if you have like, for instance, like Dallas Edmonton, that would be a crazy series, high flying, lots of scoring, but a team like Seattle, who's really surprised the hell out of me right now. Like they're forechecking the way they play structured. They don't have a lot of star power on that team. Dave Haxtell has really them running. Jack he Adams finalist. Yep. He, he, look, he's got him running and Philip Grubauer is playing the best hockey I've ever seen him play in, in between the pipes. 
So it, it's really a positive thing that they have going on out there. They can just because of the way they operate, they can they can really word out a team kind of like Vegas did in 2018 against the you know they get that run. I'm not comparing apples to apples here, but going back, Carolina is a, a dark horse because Carolina has been sneaky good, but I don't think they've gotten the national attention because Florida's really taking that away from them from being taken out. But Florida's doing two things. First of all, they're down three one in a series, come back to beat the best regular season team of all time. Now you go and get a team that acted like they won the Stanley Cup when they beat when they beat Tampa Bay, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And look, I'm not being a biased fan here because I don't like Toronto. I'm telling you straight up. I'm telling you straight up. Toronto did not win that first round. Tampa Bay lost it. They lost that first round. Tampa had leads in game two. I'm sorry, game three. They were up two to one with a minute left, and they blew it. They were up four to one with less than 10 minutes to play in game four, and they blew it. And then they were up. I'm sorry, they they had it tied. They, They had some chances in game six, and they blew it. So that's because they played so much hockey over the past couple of years. The fact that Toronto's down 3 nothing right now to a team that barely scratched in the playoffs. Oh, my God. I would love to listen to Toronto radio right now. It's freaking <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, before we continue, as always, this episode of Orange and Backcheck is brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings Sportsbook. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs, all playoffs long with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets. Are you riding and seeing if if Toronto can at least make a series out of this? Are they going to win game four? Or are they going out with the playoffs like all of Boston and Tampa's of the world? Right now, you can get the... Tampa, excuse me, Toronto is favored, minus 125, Wednesday night. Can they pull it off? I don't know. Download your DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the promo code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas City. 21 plus in most in most eligible states, but age ver... ver but... M- 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific reasonable gambling resources. Disclaimer is in the show notes. This episode is also brought to you by Raycon Headphones. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently, solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or a good dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality the at the best price 
One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless headphones. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point. You can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Use them for exercising, for walks around your neighborhood, walking the dog, whatever. Listening to audiobooks, whatever the case, Raycon's got you covered. Raycon's mission is to prove that you should have you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech features. They offer two years of product protection insurance to just for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They are over 50,000 five-star reviews, customizable earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode. You can't go wrong with air with Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Now, this is, if you're a sports fan, let alone a hockey fan, this is, they always say March is the best month because you got March Madness and all that fun stuff. May, oh my God. I I am here to advocate May is one of the, if not the best sports month of foot of, of of the nation because of how these NHL playoffs are going, how the NBA playoffs are going. It's wall-to-wall action night in and night out. Like I'm entertained 100 percent of the time. Like it's there's no boring blowouts, nothing of that. It's so it's so fun. It has been. The NHL playoffs have been some of the best I've seen so far this year, honestly. And like, you know, I, we you had the NBA playoffs going on as well. And that's always fun. And you're, in, and you're in, uh, getting in the heat of baseball season, too. So there's a lot of good sports going on right now. And you had the NFL draft that just happened. That was great. So, yeah, and, and they're in minicamp and everything. It's it's um, it, it may, I agree with you. May is an awesome month for sports. You know, I usually think it would be like October or November because you got you got baseball, you got football, you got basketball, you got all of them going on and football and everything. But, you know, it may might be better, too. I agree. Yeah. Uh, all right. So before we wrap up here, uh, take it away. I mean, you've been waiting for this moment, like, for really since the playoffs started. Because, you, like you said, you were hoping they would get bounced in the first round. But. And they should fire away. And they should have. They should have. Toronto should have been. Look, Toronto, for those of you who don't know, I view Toronto like the Dallas Cowboys. I hate them with every epitome of my being. They they are the bane of my existing existence. Now, you might stop and ask yourself why. Why? The Flyers don't really have a rivalry with the Toronto Maple Leafs anymore. Uh, I don't really give a shit who the Flyers have a rival with. You know what I hate? I hate when you have gms that come in here and act like they know everything like billy friggin bean and try to moneyball hockey and using analytics when it clearly doesn't work and if this season this playoff season is not any more of an indictment on kyle dubas and sheldon keith then i don't know what the hell people are watching out there because you got finally the core four as they call them they have uh austin matthews mitch marner william nylander and uh, and John Tavares, the core four who you're paying like forty million dollars to, by the way, for four players, which is one of the reasons I can't stand them because it's not the way you build a hockey team. Because now you have crap on defense, you have questionable goaltending, and now your goaltender's hurt, 
and you have to go to a rookie in, in, in your do-or-die elimination game. You barely got out of the first round. And I say barely because, yes, you beat the Lightning. You beat the worn-down Tampa Bay Lightning, who have just come off three straight Stanley Cup Finals appearances. And now you go into a team like Florida. You won your first playoff series for the first time in almost 20 years. Congratulations, you friggin' losers. All right. And secondly, you go in and now you're about to be swept by a team that almost barely, almost just barely made the playoffs. It, it, it is a beautiful friggin' thing to see because you know why? It shows that these four players are just a waste of cap space that Kyle Dubas. While yes, they laud his 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 movements at the at the trade deadline and everything he does. The fact that everybody wants to freak out and say, hey, you know what, Kyle Dubas should keep his job because you know what? And I'm not advocating for anybody to get fired, by the way. I'm really not. I don't want to see anybody lose their job. I'm being dead serious. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that you want to go and scream and be happy about how a team for the first time in six straight seasons has gotten out of the first friggin' round. Out of the first round acted like you won the Dan Stanley Cup and have a good chance of here going four and six in the playoffs and winning, oh, wow, we want to run one round in 20 friggin' years. Yeah, great job. Great job, Toronto. Great job, Kyle Dubitz. Great job, Sheldon Keith. Great job, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. So, <laughs> yeah, great job to all you friggin' morons. Great. You got out of one round. Why don't you go win the damn thing for a hockey-starved city rather than actually just worry about four friggin' players and tear apart your future because you've traded away everything that once these guys start to leave, this team is going back into the fucking toilet. Oh, yeah. There's that. That is no doubt about that. And it sounds like a prime opportunity for a rookie GM to make a huge splash and get his own franchise back on the rails. And that's in Danny Briere. Because I would take any of the core four on this team. No, there's only one I'd take. There's only one player on that team I would take. Martyr. Oh, 100%. I would play Mitch Martyr. I don't like Austin Matthews. Matthews can score. Matthews scores a lot of points. It drives me nuts how Matthews is a leader on that team, and he drive plays with no emotion. No emotion. Well, I don't think he would be a leader on this franchise. No, and that's what you're saying is that you need your best players to be your best leader. Look, you see Leon Dreisel to play with a lot of emotion. You see Connor McDavid play with a lot of emotion. Again, I don't see that from Austin Matthews. He makes good plays. I don't see the emotion that, that can connect with the fan base. Mitch Marner, I think Mitch Marner has it because Mitch Marner can play all three zones. He can play defensively. He can play in the neutral zone. He can, play, he can do great things offensively. You put him on the penalty kill, Mitch Marner's attacking the point man. Like, and he does a really good job at it. William Nylander, yes, scored a lot of goals this year. Biggest waste of money that team's ever made. And John Tavares, the most unnecessary signing that team has ever made also. No reason that John Tavares needed to be tying up that much space on that team. Toronto, and this well, is the wanted to go home, to be fair. Like, Tavares, was ne he was never going to resign with New York Islanders. No, and not day. even the Islanders. The fact that Toronto didn't – Toronto could have taken that space and built up their defensive core. Morgan Riley's not a top defenseman, not a number one in the, in the NHL. They're worried about, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Hall, that one of the defensemen. Taylor they, Hall, they, yeah. yeah no, not Taylor Hall. I, oh. I, I forget his name. Uh, Hall, H-O-L-L. -L. Uh, what's his oh, first name? Yeah. Uh, Justin yeah, Hall. Justin, Justin Hall. Hall. Yeah, Justin Hall. You're looking at Justin Hall where you have to use him as the top four, and he blew up a couple plays the other night that ended up in your net. I get frustrated because such a big deal has been made out of 
Kyle Dubas and the way he's done things and Sheldon Keefe and that he'd want everywhere where he'd gone. Well, you're in the biggest stage there is with some of the most talent that any NHL team has had offensively. And you can't do anything with it because you don't know how to build around them. So the fact that Kyle Dubas, if congratulations, you won your first series. I'll give you that. Okay, you won your first series. First time in six years. At some point, you got to win one. That's the law of averages. You can't lose them all every year. But the fact you're going to go win your first series in 20 years and then look to get swept or lose in five because you ain't coming back against Florida. It's just not happening. That This team does not have enough in it to be able to come back down 3-0 the way they are, especially on the road. It's just – it's sad. It really is sad because the NHL – this, this this should be a wake-up call to every team in the NHL. This is not how you build a team. You don't build a team by adding all this firepower up front, leaving your back exposed, and having to switch in goaltenders like they're freaking underwear. So, like, and that's why I, I can't stand him because they act like he's a god out there, a god. I and mean, then people, all these hockey people say, oh, he's so great. Well, what the frig has he done? What has he done besides trash your future? Sorry, you might have made moves for this year, but you sold the, you sold the future for the Leafs down the line. For what? One playoff game? One playoff series win? The same amount of cups as we have here in Philadelphia. The Flyers have won a cup more recent than the Maple Leafs had. The Flyers have won a series more recently than the Maple <laughs> Leafs had. Like, it's, well, it's ridiculous. Recently, yeah. yeah. What's that? The Flyers have been more finals <laughs> <laughs> the Leafs had in the last 50 years. Like, it, it, it's sickening. It really is sickening. It really honestly is. Yeah. At some point, they'll get rid of the – because analytics doesn't work in hockey as much as they try and force it down their throats. But Agreed. Um, and, and that's why – and that's look, – look what happened in the Rangers. The Rangers had one of their best seasons with team history and one of the most stacked teams, and they got bounced in the first round, the seventh game. And what did they do in response? They fired their coach. They fired Gerard Gallant. Good for them. Go find a coach that, because now you're going to have some problems with uh, trying to bring back some of these players. So now you got to go and you have to get a better coach doing that. So look, I there's a lot of things that have happened. Like the Rangers shouldn't have been bounced in the first round. Toronto shouldn't have won the first round. But you know what? Serge, you're right. Because look, Boston should have eaten up the East. If we're being honest, should, yeah, Boston should have, but they didn't. As you said, as you said, they should have won that series in three and then just moved on to the second second round. And they should have. And I, we know. I think they had that same mindset. We they even, had to have it. Yeah, but they literally won three, and then they lost it. Well, that's what I'm saying is that they were. Up th- here's the crazy thing: nobody remembers that. Yes, they beat them in seven games, but they came back from three one to do it. Like, holy shit! I love it. It's crazy. All right, that is going to do it. Episode one fifty of Orange and Backcheck. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you are not subscribed, make sure you are subscribed to us on all of our podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. We did right before this episode, we did a great live stream watch party seeing the draft ping pong balls live in action, seeing who's going to get that overall pick. And unfortunately, it was not the Philadelphia Flyers. But they're going to get a nice player, Oliver Moore, more likely. We'll see what how the chips fall. Uh, congratulations, I guess, to Chicago. You get another generational talent. It's a beautiful thing. See you next time. Adios. We're out. I love it. I love it.